Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Welcome to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamaris Community Radio. Thank you for tuning in. My name is John Nolan and I am your host for the next 59 and a bit minutes. I hope you enjoy my company and those of my contestants who are both here and remote tonight as they all take on questions to do with a specific country, as is the style of this year's series. The country itself will be revealed in a few moments' time, but let's go and meet the teams first. So, both teams tonight, nice bit of symmetry going on here, have a player in the room and a player remote. So first off, we'll say hello to the blue team and their man in the room is seasonal debutante, Mr. James Bonsell. Good evening, James. Hello, John. How are you? I'm great. How are you feeling? Uh, All right. Bit of a cough, bit of a cold. That's like last week. We had the plague in the studio last week. There's strange coughing noises coming from all over the studio and it's not just me. Uh, Good to have you with us, James. Thank you, James. And very nice of you to travel down to take part. As we found out last year, the Skype connection to Leitrim. Wasn't it's not the best. best. No. Tin cans was, was <laughs> the better alternative. So it's good that you're here. Yeah. And virtually then, James's teammate is making his second appearance uh, this year, Mr. Dan O'Malley. Good evening, Dan. Hello, John. Hello, everyone. Yeah, calling to you from the sunny climes of West Dublin. Well, sunny for now. I think the forecast is not great for tomorrow, but sure, what can you do? By the as long as that's not the end of our summer, that'll be okay. <laughs> that is the ultimate in Irish pessimism. It's not yet the end of April, and Dan's worried that that's the summer. Gone. <laughs> I hope Mark my wrong. words now. Mark them. I hope I'll be playing uh, the uh, yeah, that's the level of accuracy I'm giving for that, hopefully. Right, let's go across the table. Uh, red team, one here, one again, away again. So uh, in the room, making his second appearance on the series is Mr. David Klein. Good evening, David. Good evening. How are you? Great, David. Uh, winning previous appearance here. Lastminute.com, that yes, was. yeah. <laughs> Very dramatic episode. Very dramatic. Your knowledge of the Netherlands came good. Surprisingly. Especially their speed skating prowess. Yes. How are you feeling tonight? Um, uh, relatively uh, pessimistic. On what grounds? Um, just normal. That's my natural level of pessimism. It's a background of He's resting got, You've just pessimism. got a resting level of pessimism. Okay. Right, well, wish you the best. Thanks. Whether you'll accept that or not, I don't know. The uh, red team tonight have decided to keep the, the winning pair together because, of course, we mentioned that you've won already. And your teammate that night is your teammate again tonight, Mr. Paddy Thank Duffy. God. Good evening, Paddy. <laughs> good afternoon. Good evening, John. Good afternoon. Sorry, I'm, I'm several. Uh, I'm in the London borough of Wandsworth here and we're in a different time zone. Yeah, clearly as, uh, a different time you know. zone there. <laughs> Somewhere in the mid-Atlantic. That's a good. That's that's, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good start, isn't it? Uh, what time of day is it, uh... <laughs> David? I'm beginning to see maybe the pessimism by yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Paddy, best of luck to you tonight. Thank you very much. Okay, let us go and meet the final member of our team. Is of course, our robot scorekeep, Clancy. And this year, as we all know, he's got the new job of revealing tonight's mm. country. Good day, everyone. Or should I say, buongiorno a tutti. Yes, clearly tonight's country is Italy. So there we go. Oh. We have a whole quiz tonight on Italy. 
Okay, let us begin with uh, round number one. And this is episode six, so we're going to begin with the blue team tonight. Round one is our multiple choice round. In this round, the player that is on gets asked a question with three potential answers. If they can give me the right answer on their own, they get for their side two points. They can choose to confer with their teammate if they wish, in which case they can get one point for a correct answer. A wrong answer, though, will see the remaining two options offered across, where the other side can confer and win potentially a bonus point. Starting with the blues, and James, you're in the room, so you're up. Okie dokie. The word Italia was first used by the ancient Greeks to describe what part of the country now known as Italy. So, was it A, the south, B, the north, or C, the island of Sicily? What do you think? I'm going to go for the south. Straight in there with a bullet, and it's correct. Well done. The south of Italy, of course, uh, I suppose makes sense. It's the bit nearest Greece. Exactly. All right, that's two points for you. Across we go, red team, and David... Europe. Which of these modern-day administrative regions, or provinces, if you will, of Italy, is named after a Germanic people who ruled most of the peninsula from 568 to 774 AD? Your options are A, Calabria, B, Lombardy, or C, Liguria. So which of those three provinces of Italy is named after a Germanic people who ruled most of the peninsula between 568 AD and 774 AD. Could you just give me them? The options again are Calabria, that's A, B is Lombardy, or C is Liguria. So he's, he's just jotting them down mm. here now. He hasn't decided if he's conferring. <laughs> that, that's just playing for time. Right? Okay. <laughs> it's like that old radio trick of saying, that's a good question, John. That's a very good question, John. Yes, um, are you going to play on your own, do you think? Are you going to confirm? Um, I'm just uh, narrowing it down a small bit. Okay, very good. I'm leaning towards... Um, no, I think I'll bring in, bring in Paddy. You're going to bring in Paddy. Okay, Paddy, you're up, and you're going to confer on this one. Which of those three provinces is named after a Germanic people who ruled most of the peninsula of Italy from 568 to 774? So I'm pretty sure, David, that that Germanic group were the Lombards. Okay. So I would be fairly confident with Lombardy there. That was the least confident of my choices. <laughs> um, if you're confident, I'll go for that. It's good for one point. Good, good call. Good call. Thanks, yes. Paddy. Well done. Come on, brother. It was indeed Lombardy, is, as Paddy said, named after the Lombards. Right. Back over we go to Dan. Dan? The highest All mountain set. in the European Union forms part of Italy's northern border. What is it called? Is it A. Gravola, B. Monte Bianco, or C. Gran Paradiso? Hmm. Can you give me those three options again? Sure. They are A. Gravola, B. Monte Bianco, or C. Gran Paradiso? The highest mountain in the EU, you say? I do. Hmm. Makes me worried that I haven't heard of any of these. I think I am going to bring in my teammate on this. Okay, James, you're up. You're going conferring on this one. So, I mean, Monte Bianco, I'm wondering, is it like their version of Mont Blanc? You know, it's their own tallest. You know, not the same place. When you say that out loud, that makes a lot of sense. But then, Um, the only other one, Garavola, was it? Garavola. I mean, to me, I think I've seen that on a bottle of wine somewhere. And Grand Paradiso. 
There was the film or the book, The Grand Paradiso Hotel. So they're all good contenders from my perspective. <laughs> but, I don't know, Montebianco, you know, White Mountain, that would seem to fit, wouldn't it? I don't know anything yeah. about any of them, though, I'm afraid. Okay, so what are we playing, referred, Obviously, never heard it referred to as Montebianco, but it could be just one of uh, Mr. Nolan's devious little tricks. It could be on the border. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, it is in the border of France, isn't it? So should we just go for that? Yeah, go on then, let's do it. Okay. Oh, nice that took you a long time, but fair play, you got there in the end, yes. It is indeed the very same Mont Blanc, uh-huh. but that's what they call it on the Italian side. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sneaky. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Across we go, final question around for Paddy. Paddy. Hello. Two structures, 232 metres tall, built in 1955, excuse me, and used until 1994. Stand on either side of the Strait of Messina that links Sicily to mainland Italy, or actually separates it from mainland Italy. Even though they've not been used for their designed purpose for 25 years now, they are both protected as historical monuments, with one even open to visitors to climb. What are they? So your options are A, lighthouses, B, TV signal boosters, or C, electricity pylons. Hmm... Hmm, interesting. I, well, I have an inclination, but it would only be an inclination. So, David, let's let's have a a bit of a chat about this. Um, yeah. My my thought is, well, Sorry. my initial thought is that if it's from 1955 to 94, yeah, um, it would make sense, I guess. That, well, lighthouses doesn't sound right because from where I can set a picture, of Messina, it it wouldn't. It, it's 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 uh, it's spots that it will be a bit peculiar for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas fifty five feels like it would be more of a kind of a the right time for something more telecommunicative. Um, but why would so, it end uh, in ninety four? Uh, ninety four Berlusconi came in in ninety four. Mm, um, so maybe maybe, uh, maybe had them replaced satellites. or there was yeah. needed or something. Um, uh, what what do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the the question I suppose is why would it why would it start then and finish then? <laughs> you know, like so. What? Right. I'm gonna have to yeah. push you to uh, yeah. make a decision. Chaps. Okay, so where is it? A lighthouses, B TV signal boosters, or C electricity pylons? Yeah, I, I think it's in the right era for TV, probably. Yeah, let's go for the signal mm. boosters. Yeah. Okay, TV signal boosters is your answer. Yeah. I'm afraid it's incorrect. Oh. So across we go. James and Dan, <laughs> what are those two historically protected structures? They're now, they're still there, but they've not been used for 25 years. Are they A, lighthouses, or B, electricity pylons? Well, I was thinking signal booster too. Lighthouses seems way yeah. too tall for a lighthouse. So electricity pylons would come in, undersea cables, that's why it was replaced in 94 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make a lot of sense. So that's, yeah. that's yeah. my best guess, electricity pylons. Okay. All right, let's go for that. It's yes. correct. Yes, they are a pair of massive electricity pylons that are uh, now local landmarks in that part, obviously. And the James is completely them. right. The wires that were originally strung between the two of them have now been put in an undersea cable, and thus they're, mm. they're out of use now. Okay, let's go and check out the scores after round number one. Blue to four points. Red to one points. One Ooh. points, Clancy. Okay, thank you. All right, now <laughs> we go to round number two. This is our connections round. In this round, I'll give the team that is in two pieces of information. If they can tell me what links those two 
facts or whatever with tonight's team or tonight's country, they get three points for their side. They can request a third and then a fourth piece of information if they wish, but they will get two and one point respectively for that. A wrong answer at any stage, though, we'll see all facts given across and the other side could get one point bonus. We'll start with the team that's trailing. That's the Reds. So, David and Paddy, your first two things are quill pens and spindles. Quill pens and spindles. Mm-hmm. David, I, I don't know how... I know you're feeling pessimistic tonight. I don't know how uh, boisterous you're feeling because I sort of feel like... I feel like I'm being led towards Leonardo da Vinci here. That's uh, Yeah, that's a good direction. Inventions um, by Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. I, like, I reckon, yeah, and I reckon the next things are going to be like helicopters, helicopters and, yeah. and that's something very good, else. Will we? Will we give it? Will we give I it? I think a that's worth a punt. Since, we're, since yeah. we're only on one point anyway, uh, shall we? Shall we give <laughs> one, it one point? One punt. Let's go for a punt on Leonardo da yeah. Vinci. <laughs> good, good Leonardo call. da Vinci. It's brave, mm, but it's not right. <laughs> okay, cross we go. Very early. Uh, James and Dan. Here are the four facts: Ooh, quill pens, more. spindles, butterflies. Oh. And little strings. Oh, of course. Uh, pasta shapes. Yeah. As soon as as soon as she said it again, I, I realized what I'd what I'd done. Oh dear. Sorry, David. So no, quill no, pens what, is the translation of penne. Spindles penne, yeah. is fusilli. Mm. Butterflies are farfalle. And little strings is spaghetti. Uh, spaghetti. spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly mm. right. All right, so James and Dan, this is your actual question. Are you ready? Rome, 1934, and Paris, 1938. Okay, four years apart. Olympic Games. Those, I have a theory. Go for it. Um, could this be to do with the World Cup? Because Italy won the World Cup in 34 and 38. And wasn't it held in, in uh, France in 34 and Italy in 38 or the other way around? I, John, would, you I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, the two facts again are Rome, 1934, and Paris, 1938. Oh, that would be all the way, all the way around then. Um, it sounds good to me. Thirty-four, France, 38. But then, um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else I can really think of. I mean, that those, in that case, would be the locations in which uh, Italy have won the, the World Cup. So unless you've, maybe it's worth a punt, what do you reckon? I, I think we can afford to, to go for it. So yeah, let's, let's go for the full lot, shall we? Uh, as in, go with your answer now. All right. Okay, so you're saying? Let's go. Uh, Italian World Cup victories. Yes, well, that's correct. And let's just say you've started very well, mm. uh, Blue Team. And that's three points for you there. Rome, 1934. Paris, 1938. Madrid, 1982, and Berlin, 2006 are all the cities uh, that hosted and the years that they took place. World Cup finals won by Italy. Okay, back across we go. David, Paddy, this is for you. Okay. Paolo Savona and Luigi Di Maio. Paolo Savona, I don't know. Luigi Di Maio is the is the leader of uh, one of the main political parties at the moment. I think it's... Um, yeah, I think I'd heard of Savona as well. But... Uh, yeah, I think it... it, it is it the Five Star Five Star, yeah. Is it Five Star or maybe it's the... Um, 
the Lega Nord. Mm. I think no, the Lega Nord. I think is somebody else. Um, so there's Savona and there's mm. Paulo Savona. Um, uh, yeah, Gigi De Maio. I, I wonder is this uh, Italian uh, Italian government ministers or sort of Italian politicians? Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly Luigi De Maio certainly is. Um, do you think we have enough to go for? <laughs> well, I mean, I was, I felt fairly confident about Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. When I realized that I was just like completely overlooking the. Uh, Maybe they're the, pastor the in the shapes of, of politicians. <laughs> what do you think? Sorry. Is it pastor in the shape of politicians? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what it, we we probably need to we probably need to go for a bit of a moonshot, don't we? Uh, I, th- I think we'll honest? we'll go for it. Yeah. We go for yeah, so we'll go for their their Italian politicians. I I need a prompt on that. Ooh, More government of, government. Politicians. Well, yeah, okay, they're, yeah, fine. they're all yeah. in the government. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll give you that. Yes, uh, four clues would have been Paolo Savona, Luigi Di Maio, mm. Giuseppe Conte, and Matteo mm-hmm. Salvini. Salvini, the leader of the Liga Norda. Uh, Luigi Di Maio, the leader of the Five Star. Conte is an independent who they've basically plucked from, <laughs> I'm not sure where, and made him be the Prime Minister to be uh, supposedly a neutral man in the middle. Because okay. the other two are um, both called the Deputy Prime Minister. <laughs> Which I don't know how that's working either. And Savona is another independent who is a minister in the government. Right, three points there. Well done. Back over we go for the final question of the round. James and Dan. Alpha Romeo and Ram Ram spelled R A M. Yes. I mean, we're we just talking about manufacturers of goods. I mean, specifically cars. Do you I know mean, what Ram is? I've never heard of Ram. Obviously, Alfa Romeo is well known. Surely, it couldn't be that easy. I mean, if it was that easy, he wouldn't put it in as the the first clue. Hmm. I'm leaning towards uh, going for another clue. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think we can afford this one. Yeah. <laughs> Said with magnanimity. Well, thank you. That's very nice. Okay, so here comes the third clue: Alfa Romeo, Ram, Ferrari. Okay, still not knowing what Ram is, but obviously the other two are definitely cars. Yeah, yeah I've a feeling that just saying car manufacturers may not be enough. Um, he may look after something more specific, like um, thinking about a um, you know drivers. Uh, like a, a driver like Ascari, let's say, who's won the Formula One World Championship multiple times. Maybe these are the teams that he's won with, well, something was, like that. I was leaning towards Formula One. So did, did Alfa well, Romeo actually have a car? Maybe split the difference then. It could be you know, Italian Formula One teams, um, something like that. Although, mind you, I mean, Ferrari started out basically as the racing team of uh, Alfa Romeo. I'm not sure if Alfa Romeo ever had a team in their own right. Hmm. It wouldn't be a Ram as a symbol of a car. I can't picture it as as no, one. No, can I. Okay, so we've got Alfa Romeo, Ram, and Ferrari. That's three clues currently. Will we go for one more just to be safe? Yeah, uh... let's go for it. Okay. Yeah. Alfa Romeo, Ram, Ferrari, and Chrysler. Chrysler. Oh, hang on a minute. Okay. Um, Fiat these days own a whole bunch of other brands, and Chrysler, I think, is one of them. Okay. So, these might be specifically brands owned under the Fiat umbrella, or these might be just generally brands owned by Italian companies. Uh, yeah, Chrysler is just very strongly points towards 
be it. Let's so, go for it. Okay, you're going for that? And it's, it's, well, hang on, is Ferrari owned by Fiat, though, really? I, surely that'd be more well-known if it is. And you're in the room, James, you can tell if he was reaching towards the right or the wrong one. <laughs> He's reaching for his um, water. He's reaching for his water. He's looking smug. Reaching for his water. Okay, I need to push you for an answer. Well, should we... Okay, okay. Should we so, go for Italian... Yeah, cars well, owned yeah, so by... The an... car brand's owned by Italian companies, and if yes, you want to prompt, prompt. Like the other team, then... I'm prompting, then I'm prompting, prompt. I'm prompting. Okay. It wouldn't be a Turin car collection, just purely from Turin. Fiat. Yeah, nice Fiat is indeed what I wanted you to say. They are all owned by the Fiat Motor Company. Fabrizia Italiana Automobili Torino, hmm. which I'm sure is what you knew that stood for. Of yes, course. they own Alfa Romeo. They do own Ram, which is a... American pickup truck company, Ferrari, Dan is disbelieving, but they own it. The Fiat Ferrari. Yeah, actually. and uh, Chrysler. <laughs> they, it's now called Fiat Chrysler, but really it's that Fiat bought out Chrysler and took them over. Okay, so let's go check the scores now after that round. Blue team nine points, red team four points. So it's a nine points to four lead for the blue team. And now we go to round three. This is our... Always popular audio round. (laughs) (laughs) And tonight featuring tunes from Italy. And uh, in this case, uh, each team will hear a piece of music and they get a point for identifying the, in in most cases, the artist and the song title. But there are one or two that are kind of classical pieces. I'll give you a heads up beforehand. I'll want the name of the composer in that case. And then two subsequent questions, both worth a point each. Any wrong answers, we'll see it offered across for the side to get a potential bonus. Again, we're with the red team because they're trailing. So, David and Paddy, this one is for you. This is a classical piece. I want the title of the piece and the composer. Beloved of Irish Weddings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that tune called and who composed it? Um, uh, do you know David? Or? Uh, I think I know the composer, but I'm not sure on the title. Do you, do you have Yeah. Yes. I, well, it's, it's uh, Ennio Morricone yeah. is the composer. That's what I had for and, the composer. Uh, I, I, well, I think, I, think the, I think the proper title is Nella Fantasia, but I, I think it's referred to as Gabriel's oboe a lot. Okay, that sounds good. The second of what you said is right. I'll gloss over the first bit. Uh, (laughs) However, we may be hearing those two words again in a minute. So Ah, let's let's hold our wish on that one. You have two subsequent questions. Uh, Gabriel's Oboe is the main theme from which 1986 film directed by Roland Joffe? That was... um, I think it's The Mission, mission, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm. Correct. And now here, Paddy, prepare yourself. Oh, yes. Yeah. Released in 1998, Nella Fantasia is a song sung in Italian based on this piece of music. Which English soprano was the first to record it, afterwards claiming that she had written to Ennio Morricone every two months for three years until he gave her permission? Uh, was... Ah, no, that's interesting. English soprano, because I, I have it in my head that, that Andrea Bocelli did this, so my, my go-to thought would He's be that it was Sarah English Brightman. <laughs> I thought Sarah Brightman as well, so that's that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. 
You're Let's playing? try Sarah Brightman. Sarah Brightman. Yeah. It's correct. Mm. Well done. Very good. So that's a, a clean sweep oh, there for you yeah. guys. Well done. Okay. Well Cross we go to James and Dan. And here's your first piece of music. This is completely different. Here we mm. go. There we go. Fading out delightfully. And that's classic. <laughs> What's that called? A whole other about? kind of classic. God help us. Uh, I'm sitting so here blank-faced at the minute. Uh. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that one, uh, the video is now vividly playing in my head with these little creepy blue-faced CGI men. Uh, the, the song is called Blue, brackets, Dabba D. Bracket. <laughs> well done, As the, the act was, I think they were called Eiffel 65. Yes. Oh, yes, they were. Brilliant. Well done. That's 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 good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Two subsequent questions on that. Blue became the second song to reach the top spot in the Irish charts, featuring the use of which audio processor created by Antares Audio Technologies? And it was in nineteen ninety nine. By the way, this was released. Uh, surely that's Auto Tune. Has yeah. to be, doesn't it? Yeah, that would make sense. Okay, it's correct. Mm. Well done. Yes, auto-tune. Can you remember what the first song to reach the top of the Irish charts with auto-tune? Believe by Cher. Exactly yeah. right. No bonus points, mm. unfortunately. But <laughs> so much like she couldn't sing in that song. <laughs> awesome. let's, keep, let's move on. <laughs> right. This song was originally released in 1998. Now, this was a time when the ability for tunes to travel around the world was not as efficient as it is today. So please tell me, in what year... Did Blue by Eiffel 65 receive a Grammy Award nomination in the category of Best Dance Recording? Oh, good Lord. So the implication being that it's a, some years after the fact, because by the time it gets released in the States and then it's eligible for the Grammys the following year. So when did you say it was released originally, John? Late 1998 here in Europe. So could be talking 2001, could be talking even 2002, maybe. Mm. That's why he's asking it, I presume, because it's... Maybe a surprisingly long duration. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's go it, purely as a punt, 2001, unless you've got a better idea. I'm happy enough with that. Yeah, let's go for it. Oh, <laughs> good punt. Well done. Yes. Nice. 2001 Great. is indeed the answer. Okay. Top scoring teams here tonight. Italian music, clearly <laughs> well known. So let's get our next piece off. This, is, this one has uh, an Italian connection. So here it is. And this is for uh, David and Patty. Okay, so uh, what's the name of the act and what's the song title? Um, it's Together in Electric Dreams, is it? Something like that. Right. And yeah, yeah, Together in Electric um, Dreams. And, it uh, was the it's, Human uh, League guy, wasn't it? It's, no, uh, it's, it's not the Human League. It's, oh. it's Philip Oakey by himself. Philip Oakey, yeah. 
No, it's it's a double act. Yeah, David, follow David's oh, line well, here. Yeah, with an it's Italian. Philip, yeah, well, it's well. You see, this is yeah. I didn't I didn't know how much you wanted there. Yeah, so it's Philip yeah. Hokey, who I once made a tea for, um, and Giorgio Moroder. <laughs> Giorgio uh, Moroder. I never said capping yeah, to. Correct. Well done. Yes, that is fully. There's no there's no featuring. That was fully credited as. Yeah, it was a double Philip act. Philip yeah. and yeah. Giorgio Moroder. Yeah. Uh, double act. Right. Who is Italian, by the way? Anyone listening? Right. Yes. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering what's going on. Yeah. Two questions on that. Uh, one on each person. Mm. <laughs> so, Giorgio Moroder has won two Academy Awards for Best Song. Name either of the films for which uh, these songs were performed. I'm and I'll give you a clue, actually. Trump? I'll give you a clue. Do you want a clue? Yeah, one on. was in 1983 and the other in 1986. For some reason, Tron is coming into my head. Um, Memorable songs from Tron? Uh, no, I um. So this is this is Giorgio Moroder got an Oscar for uh, something. Giorgio Moroder yeah, has won for two best song. Oscars for best song. Name either of the films involved. One was in 1983, and 83. the other in 1986. See, I thought he won an Oscar for Midnight Express. <clears throat> well, Paddy, that could be around that time. Yeah, he did, but that was best original score, and that is not featured uh, in this question. Uh, <laughs> right, I see. So, best song. Um, Oh man! Um, I see Georgia won the best song. Electric. Um, let's see. Would he have won? Would it have been on the soundtrack? Best original song? Did you say? Yes. Best song. Yes. Best original song. Best original song. One was in nineteen eighty three, uh, and the other. He must in have written it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he probably played keyboard <laughs> at the back. Oh God! I'm I'm t- I'm totally pl- I'm totally taking a blank here. Um, uh, what would it have been? Eighty three, eighty six. I'm completely going. Um, oh, it, it, well, unless he won it for because Together in Electric Dreams was for a film. So yeah. unless it was, unless unless John is being very Monte Bianco on us and is <laughs> that. <laughs> no, no. Apart from that, that's the only thing I can't think of. Okay, I'm gonna have to push you for something now. Uh, oh no. Um, no, I honestly can't. Uh, David, is there anything coming um, to mind for you? Um, nothing. Uh, if you if you throw a few out, it might. <laughs> um, well, like all I can think of is that he. Did, I mean, I know, you know like I feel love and that sort of thing, but that's way too early, oh, and it's yeah. uh, it wouldn't have been for a. It's been used in films, but it's not. Uh, mm. um, oh, I'm going to kick myself. Um, should we just say together in Electric Dreams? Because I know it was for a film, and it was a. Yeah. The, the song was much more. The song was much more successful than. Uh, was that um, than, no. not not okay. never ending story? Was it? I need. To, I'm going to push you for an answer. No, that guys. was someone else. Oh, it never. Well, never ending story was was sung by Lamal, but maybe he produced it or something. Yeah. I don't know. He wrote it. But, is, that, is that your guess? Go on, and we'll go with that. Okay. Mm, I will give you credit. He did write the music to Never Ending Story. Right. But unfortunately, did not win an Oscar for best original yeah. song. Oh, fair enough. Potential bonus Jesus. across the table. We go, James and Dan. No, I'm drawing a blank. Any ideas? I could come up with like Axel F from Beverly Hills Cop, but that's not a song. That's a score. Yeah. In terms of- I, I've, a, I've a faint inkling that he might have written or co-written Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Really? Which would be the right era for 86. Um, yeah, that sounds Whether good. that won't. 
that was the first record I ever bought. I mean, that was a huge, it was a huge song. It was brilliant. Do you know what's written on the back? Written by any any clues in the back? Of the <laughs> Who cares? It had a girl sitting on top of an aircraft singing a song. I mean, it was brilliant. <laughs> Wind machine was big in that video. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I need to push you for an answer. So I'm happy to go with just that. Go for that. Take my breath away. Yeah. Berlin. Well, the question was which films? Either of the films. So, so Top Gun. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh yes. Oh, that's oh, very good. That very is good. absolutely right. Yeah. Well done. Yes, he did write "Take My Breath Away" by Berlin. Won the Oscar in about 1986. Wow. And he also wrote Flashdance, What a Feeling, uh, the theme from Flashdance. Oh, oh dear. Wow. So, he's a very prolific man. Okay, uh, David and Paddy, you're still in, and this is a question on oh. Phil Oakey. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. His day job, as you know, is the lead singer of the Human League. The group has had two number ones in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Probably won't surprise you if I tell you one of them was Don't You Want Me from mm-hmm. 1981. But can you please tell yeah. me, what was the name of the other number one they had in Ireland, released the year after? Uh, I mean, God, it's a bit of a punt, isn't it? Um, yeah. uh, let's see. So let's see. What, um, our big contenders, I suppose, are... So this is a, a hit 1982. Is that what we're looking for? Yeah, the year after, I said. Yeah. 1981 was uh, Don't You Want Me, and this was the number one the year after. So it could be uh, Keep Feeling Fascination, or, uh, let's see, Mirror Man, or... Um, Let's see what else have we got here. Um, oh dear, grind into a halt here. Mm. Uh, you wouldn't be passing the three and ten uh, <laughs> at this point. No. Uh, what else could it be? Um, keep feeling for the, uh, keep feeling fascination seems to be in sounds, my head. Yeah, that sounds the best one. Right? Merriman must well, speak as well. Okay. Are we yeah, going to we... pick something? Yeah. Will or... we give it a? Yeah, I mean, I know that there's like I'm I'm forgetting about like two dozen of their yeah, excellent yeah. songs. But let's let's go keep feeling fascination. Okay, yeah. no problem. Yeah. I'm afraid it's not right though. So another potential bonus to James and Dan. Uh, all I could think of was Mirror Man as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm drawing a blank. So let's not waste too much time. Should we just go Mirror Man? Yep, let's do yep. it. Oh. When you're looking, oh, in, God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It was Mirror Man, number one in 1982 on the Irish charts. Right, final piece of music of the round is for James and Dan. And here it is. Uh, song and act, please. What's he like? I just the ocean by Okay, uh, that's for James and Dan. What have we got there? Uh, genuinely no idea, I'm afraid. Okay, Dan? Um, well, you cut out just before you got to the chorus there. I believe this is Senza Una Donna, which is Without a Woman in English, uh, by Zuccaro and Paul Young. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's correct. That's right. Senza Una Donna. Two questions for you on that. Adelmo Farnacchiari has been known by his nickname... Zucchero since childhood, after a school teacher dubbed him that, due to his pleasant nature. What does it mean? Do we get a spelling? Uh, yes, sure. Z U C C H E R O. I'm leaning towards. Say what you think about this. Something like sugar, because you know, zucker 
in German is is sugar, and that seems kind of similar. It's put a kind of an O at the end, so it could it could be sugar. It could That's be the way sweet. of doing Italian words. Put an O on the end. <laughs> yeah, could just be sugar. You know, what do you reckon? Yeah, it doesn't quite fit right for me for sugar, but I can't think of anything else. So let's <laughs> let's go for it. You're going for sugar. Oh, <laughs> well done, Dan. He's correct. Zucchero. And final question. In April 1992, in front of a crowd of about 72,000 people, Zucchero performed the song Las Palabras de Amor with the three remaining members of which rock group? Hmm. Can you give us that song title again, John? Las Palabras de Amor. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be Queen, would it? When did Freddie Mercury die? 91? But this was 92, was it? Yeah, this is 92. Rock that, group, three remaining members. Very there, good I mean, there aren't many, you know, rock groups with remaining members. Is it? <laughs> Interesting. Very true. And they did, they um, did a bit of opera. You're, you're right, the, the 92 timeline certainly fits. You know, Freddie just died the year before, so they need a new lead singer, as they've done a couple more times since. So maybe for one night only, he was their lead singer. I think that's a great shout. Okay, you're for Queen. Queen. Correct. Nice. That was at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. And uh, Las Palabras de Amor is an actual Queen single from 1981 82. But it's obviously, I suppose, uh-huh. one of their lesser known tunes. But anyway, they were doing that and they brought him forward to be the replacement singer. Okay, so one team are really flying high tonight. Let's go and check the scores before we go to our ad break. Blue team 17 points. Red team eight points. 17 points would win a lot of episodes and you have it before the ad break so we're going to go away and take an ad break and we'll be back in about two minutes time please do not go away This is After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamaris Community Radio. I'm John Nolan, their host and thank you for joining me. Tonight the questions are all on Italy. Now after three rounds the blue team, which is James Bonsell and Dan O'Malley, are on an amazing 17 points. Just slightly ahead of the red team, that's David Klein and Paddy Duffy, on 8 points. But on we go. Round 4 can all change. Yes, this is our 20 questions round. In this round, the team that's in gets asked a question. They get it right, they get a point. They also get to stay in control, which means they get the next question. This can continue until at most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give over control of the game, but they will get a bonus sixth point for that achievement. Any wrong answer, though, will see it offered across. The other side will get the next question, and they could get a bonus on the one that was just missed. We'll start with the red team, because they're the team that's trailing. Are you ready, Reds? I mean, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Question number one. The Three Tenors, a popular operatic singing group, you may have heard of them, began their collaboration with a performance on the 7th of July 1990 on the eve of the World Cup final. Who was the only Italian in the group? Um, well, uh, that would be Pavarotti. Pavarotti, yeah, of course. As always, the hard first question. <laughs> well done, you're off and running. Number two. On March 25th, 1957, in which Italian city was the treaty signed which brought about the creation of the European Economic Community? That was Rome. Uh, that was Rome? It was the treaty, uh, treaty of Rome, yeah. Okay. Number three. The Milizia Voluntaria per la Sicurezza Nazionale, originally the paramilitary wing of the National Fascist Party, mm-hmm. and after 1923, a militia of the Kingdom of Italy itself under fascist rule. Its members were known for wearing what colour shirt? Um, they would be more brown, would they? Mussolini was brr. Uh, hold on. Was he brown or was that Mosley? 
Mosley was black. Yeah, I think he. Yes, they were. The, yeah, they there. were. Yeah, they were the brown shirts, weren't they? Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. Uh, what's that there? Well, um, yeah, we'll, we'll so you go. Take some time. I think. I think it was a brown. Yeah, the, I've. 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 Uh, Brown was yeah, definitely I think one of them. I think I've just got a crisis of confidence here. Yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. The we'll go with yeah. Brown. First thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Brown. I'm afraid. Oh, no. no. So across we go. You get the next question, lads, but you get a bonus here potentially. Well, I would have said black. What do you think then? I really don't know. Go with your gut. Yeah, black shirts. Oh, you too. Oh, very God. nice. <laughs> it's a, not your night so far, Reds, no. but it's a still time. It's a still time. Right, you're in. Uh, blue team. Are you ready? What yep. name is shared by a type of turnover filled with various Italian cheeses and meats or vegetables and one of the three active volcanoes in Italy, which is located on a small island just north of Sicily? What name is shared by those two things? What have you got? Stromboli? Str- yeah, I was going to say when the three volcanoes are Vesuvius, Edna and Stromboli. So I presume I don't Stromboli is what he's referring food, to. But Stromboli fits for me. Should yeah. we go for it? Yeah. Go for it, yeah. Stromboli. Correct. Yes, it's like a rolled over pizza. Pizza cross with Swiss roll is what your Stromboli oh. is. Right, next question. Alessandro Volta, the Italian who is credited as the inventor of the electric battery, is also acknowledged as the first person to identify and isolate which gas. He discovered it when studying marsh gas from Lake Maggiore. Oh. Would it be methane? Marsh gas? Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Marsh gas, you just have to assume that's mostly methane, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm happy going for that if you You're are. You're going to play methane. Let's go for methane. It's a good one. It's correct. Yes. Okay. Next question. Which prominent art museum located adjacent to the Piazza della Signora in the historic centre of Florence holds works such as Botticelli's Birth of Venus, Caravaggio's Bacchus, and several self-portraits by Rembrandt? What's the name of that gallery? I presume that must be the Uffizi. Yes, yep. I've been there. I forgot the name of it. Yep. <laughs> well, it's good job Dan was there. Too. <laughs> Dan remembered it for you. It's correct. Okay, that's four. So here for five in a row. Famous Italian polymath Galileo Galilei held the position of chair of mathematics at which university between 1592 and 1610? Any thoughts? Yeah, well, was this after he'd been thrown out of Italy at this stage? So is it not an Italian city? I know he did, he did That's experiments a good. in Copenhagen, That's a good I think. Mm. I think he did some experiments in Copenhagen, so I don't know if it would be related to that. Genuinely, I, I don't know. Well, when he said the question, I don't know why Padua sprang to mind. There's a, a renowned university there, or maybe was there at the time. Uh, but you're right, I mean, obviously he went through his troubles with the church. Now, was he literally exiled, or was he just imprisoned? I thought, well, wasn't sure. If he was exiled or not? No, I don't know if he left for his own benefit. Um, You've got about fifteen seconds left. Go where you got that. You sure? Okay. Yeah. Um, Padua. Well, he's absolutely nice correct. It's worth two points. Well done. So cross we go. Reds, mm. you're back in control. Here's wow. your question. Historically associated with a squat bottle enclosed in a straw basket called a fiasco, the wine produced in which region of central Tuscany? has since 1996 had a specified recipe involving at least 75% Sangiovese grapes, up to 10% 
Can Aolo grapes and 20% of any other approved red grapes such as Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot or Syrah? What's the name of the region? There's two, See. isn't there? There's Chianti and Valpolicella. Yeah, Chianti is the only one I would have been able to pull out of there, really. So um, I think they're both Tuscany, but uh, that's certainly yeah, Chianti yeah. certainly Tuscan. I, I I seem to picture Chianti in that, that kind of bottle, anyway. So I think we'll yeah, go, shall we? We'll, we'll go give it a go. That, yeah, Chianti, we'll go. Go for Chianti, okay. and it's a good one. It's right. Well done. There we go. Okay, so you're scoring there, and on we go. Number two of your potential five. Which Italian language book? published in 1883, has been translated into over 300 languages, making it the most translated non-religious book in the world. In 1940, it was turned into an animated film by Walt Disney. Uh, That sounds like Pinocchio to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was kind of simultaneous. Good good teamwork there. That's correct. It is Pinocchio. Well done. Next question. No word of a lie. On how many occasions... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) On how many occasions has Italy hosted an Olympic Games? An, not the. An Olympic Games. (laughs) Right. Okay, so. So, Implication they've been both summer and Olympic. Um, So, there was was Rome in the 60s for the summer, and they held it in Turin in, I think, 06, the Winter Olympics, that is. Yeah. And I think they held an, a Winter Olympics another... at Cortina d'Ampezzo as well. Yeah. Um, the question is, have they held more than one Olympics in Rome? I don't think they have. No, it was sort of 1960, right? Um, one of the early ones. And I don't ones, think they've done it I don't since. think so, no. There's none of the 19th century ones. 15 seconds, chaps. No, 15 I, seconds. Yeah, will we go with the three? So I, I, th- I can certainly think of three. There may have been mm, some it, other. Uh, there might have been okay. some other Winter Olympic ones that I can't think of. But Time's certainly up. three right now. are the ones. We'll go with three. We'll go three. Three. Three is correct. <laughs> well done. And they are the exact three that you said. Yes, two Winter Olympics: Cortina d'Ampezzo in 1956 and Turin in 2006, and the Summer Olympic Games in Rome 1960. Right. Next question. The Divine Comedy, a long narrative poem by Dante Alighieri, completed in 1320, is composed of 14,233 lines. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Mm. They're divided, though, into three cantiche. Which is the first? Uh, the in- well, If they're divided in the three divisions are the uh, Inferno, Purgatorio and um, Heaven, um, as far as I know. So I'd say the Inferno is the first one. Dante's Inferno will be the first one. Yes, well done. Inferno or Hell. Right, for your five in a row. Here we go. The Giro d'Italia is an annual multiple stage bicycle race held in Italy each year. One of the sports Grand Tour, its winner each year gets to wear a jersey of which colour? Classic quiz. Another cycling question. I think this is pink. I think the Giro people wear pink. I think there was when they had the the legs in... uh, in Belfast there a couple of years ago there was a lot of people oh, wearing pink for the first possibly yeah. for the first time yeah. <laughs> um, right. so they I think, yeah, I think it's liberated. pink you're going for pink yeah and it's good well for done. two points the comeback good, is good on answer, definitively okay across we go James and Dan you're back in which poet of ancient Rome wrote three of the most famous poems in Latin the Ecologues sorry the Eclogues 
the Georgics and the Aeneid. Hmm. Well, the word, the name Ovid comes to mind. I can't even think, was he Italian? Was he? Uh, I mean, the Aeneid, we should know who that is, yeah, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should, yes. So, which poet of ancient Rome wrote three of the most famous poems in Latin? The Eclogues, the Georgics, and the Aeneid. Any thoughts, any theories? No, not at all. I'm going through all my, my ancient Roman Tacitus keeps screaming at me, but it's not Tacitus. Um, Ovid sounds good, but I couldn't swear to it. All right, guess we'll have to go for that then. Okay, you're going for Ovid. Okay. I'm afraid it's not right, so no, things could be turning around. David and Paddy, you do have a chance for bonus on that one. Hmm. Who wrote those three poems? So I, uh, the, the first two didn't mean a thing to me, but as soon as Aeneid came up, uh, yeah. Virgil came up in my yeah, head. Yeah, like like Virgil. Oh, yeah, good That's man. Correct. Virgil wrote the Aeneid. Of course, of course. Full name: yeah. Publius Virgilius Maro. I would have accepted that if you'd thrown that. Yeah. Right. Next question for you guys. The 1497 discovery of the coast of North America by which Italian navigator and explorer under a commission from Henry VII of England is the earliest known European exploration of coastal North America since the Norse visits in the 11th century. So who was that? Right. So um, Henry the Henry the Eighth, or sorry, Henry the Seventh. Seventh. Yeah. I think that must be that must be John Cabot. John Br- Cabot. Bristol, yeah. John yeah. Cabot. I think. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Well done. John well Cabot. Are uh, in Italian. Giovanni, Giovanni Caboto. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he gave his name to the murder capital of North America. <laughs> Cabot Cove. Which is Cabot Cove for murder she wrote. Right. Next question for you guys. Uh, which Italian city's semi-annual fashion week is considered one of the world's big four fashion weeks alongside those held in Paris, London and New York? That would have to be Milan. Yeah, it has to be Milan, doesn't it? Yeah, Mi- yeah, Milan, as, uh, Milan, as they used to say in football Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Milan is correct. Or Milano. Right. Next question. Which leading figure in the movement mm-hmm. towards Italian unification became the first prime minister of the nation in March 1861 before dying just three months later? That was, well, Garibaldi was a big figure in unification. Uh, um, I think... It, I think it might have been. Um, I think Prime Minister mm. might have been Cavour. I think Garibaldi was a yeah, was a was big figure, all right. Leader, but I think yeah. I think Cavour was might have been the Prime Minister under Victor Emmanuel. Yeah. Um, and I don't a, think I don't think Cavour did survive long. Um, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. On my head, on my head, be it. But I reckon. Yeah. Go, yeah. I'd say Cavour. Cavour full of useful stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yes. Oh, <laughs> well done. Camilo Benso, also the Count Cavour. Cavour is after the Lancer. He was like the political wing of the unification. Yeah. Garibaldi, more Gar- the man of action. Okay, for five in a row, and the bonus point that goes with it, here we go. Which 1997 Italian film won the Grand Prix at the uh, Cannes Film Festival in 1998 and three Academy Awards, including Best Actor for Roberto Benigni, who is also the film's director? Yeah, so th- this is the one where he like does a handstand on the way up or something like that, isn't it? I think this is this is life is beautiful, isn't it? Oh, La vita yes. bella. Yeah. Oh, that didn't delay you too long. Yeah, well done. And there's your two points. And 
as we go across, I'll give you a little interim scoreboard. The Blues are now up 23-22. Oh, God. Where did that come from? (coughs) Here we go. Blue team, your question. The Palio is a horse race that is held twice each year on the 2nd of July and the 16th of August, featuring 10 horses and riders bareback and dressed in appropriate colours who represent 10 of the 17 city wards of which city in which it occurs. So where does that horse race happen? I have no clue. The Palio. I have been there. I haven't been there when the race is on, but I believe this is Siena. <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> Dave was obviously waiting on that one to come across, but it wasn't damn, to be, damn, Dave. Damn. Yes, the Palio Yeah, we've that been there too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, on we go. Which scholar and poet of Renaissance Italy, who was one of the earliest humanists, gives his name to, but funnily enough didn't invent, a sonnet form in which the rhyme scheme for an octave is typically A B B A A B B A. Fan of ABBA there. So what's the name of that scholar? It's is not... there any chance it's Petrarch? Isn't there a Petrarchian sonnet? I don't know. Stands to reason that not knowing my middle aged uh, Renaissance scholars now, but <laughs> unless you've anything else, no, I'd, I'd nope. be. Uh, I'd be throwing out Petrarch there. So, Let's go for Petrarch. Okay, yeah. shall we? Petrarch. All right, Petrarch. Correct, Francesco Petrarca, known by Petrarch. And the final question of the set, question 20. Invented by an Italian engineer named Alfonso Bialetti in 1933, which stovetop or electric coffee maker brews coffee by passing boiling water pressurised by steam through the ground coffee beans? What's that called? Ah. Is this an espresso maker? Is that... It is. it is, yeah. You picture the little things, the little, um, yeah. little metal uh, pot things. I didn't know they had any old name other than Bialetto or Bialetto brand name. I don't know. Maybe it is an espresso pot. Yeah, do you want to just throw something out there? Yeah, the espresso machine maker. Mm. Right. Uh, cross we go. Mm. Uh, I think they were picturing the wrong coffee maker, lads. So mm. uh, this is for you, potential bonus. Invented by Italian engineer Alfonso Bialetti in 1933, which stove top. Our electric coffee maker brews coffee by passing boiling water, pressurised by steam through ground coffee beans. Um, yeah, there's a name for I, it. I, I, it? I don't know. <laughs> like, I can sort of, I can sort of yeah. figure. I can, I sort of know what you, you're talking about. I, yeah. I have absolutely no idea how to describe it. Yeah, there's a name. I thought it was a brand. It's not name, just. But... A, yeah, it's not just like a cafetiere or something, is it? Or no. cafetiera, um, cafeteria, or something like that. Cafeteria. <laughs> no, no. There's a there's a name. It sounds like a brand name. I'm gonna to have to push you. This was only a bonus, of course. Yeah. Um, oh God. Uh, uh, Miele is that? Is no, that that's no, a? It's not no, that. Um, it's a German washing machine. Isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, oh God. Have you an answer I, for I me, lads? Think of the flaming name. Um, uh, is it Luxor? Uh, I don't know. Um, no. um, I have no idea. I've no idea. We'll presume you're passing on Yeah, we'll put, uh, Okay, yeah. it's a mocha pot. M-O-K-A. And you go look it up, you'll see what I mean. Uh, no, stove top, it sits on the stove. It's not... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Good quiz. Very dramatic mm. at the end. Let's go over and check the final scores with Clancy. Blue to 25 points. Red team 22 points. So it's a win, a win for the blue team. <laughs> what a close game, though. What a dramatic game that was. Yeah. So, well done, Paddy. Uh, well, well done, done to well James Bonsall, winning debut, and Dan O'Malley, who gets a win now because, Dan, your previous 
Parents was a loss, so well done. <laughs> and on the flip side, Paddy and David, you're clearly a round four team. Yes. But just, <laughs> <laughs> you had left too big of a well, hill to climb, I think. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, you know, if I spent yeah, I spent too much time dreaming about uh, Leonardo da Vinci's uh, pasta. Eating, uh, <laughs> all right, well, thank you Cheer. all for playing tonight, folks. Hope you enjoyed it at home, everyone. And of course, podcast extras are coming up for our listeners online. Until next week, have a good one and goodbye from us and goodbye from everyone here. Goodbye. Goodbye. Podcast Extra. Uh, anyone got a warm-up question for us this week? Well, I had one last week, so you I'm did, And it was, a, it was a really... Thought-provoking question. If slightly spuriously created. What was that list about? That was a strange one. Well, ask Wikipedia. Don't, don't ask me. Ask Wikipedia. <laughs> look at the, my, 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 that's, my... Not a, that's not a warm-up question. Andrew's been shopping this riddle around for the last week. I've got a riddle. It's a Go on, give us the riddle. Okay. <clears throat> this is totally thing. different. I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah, go on. Now you say it. It's your riddle. Why I, would I, don't I, say it? I might say it wrong, so you say it right. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. This is a lot of fun. I'm Just folding my arms, it. Andrew. This is nothing to do with me. Go. Yes, John is John is now peed off. Wait, no, no. You talk for a minute. I'll just get the exact wording correct. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Somebody get a warm-up question quick. <laughs> Everybody, uh, James Bonsell is here. It's his seasonal debut. Say hello, James. Hello, James. Hi, everyone. Everyone how else is supposed James? to say hello. How's it going? James? I'm good, thanks. How are you, how are you Dan? Ah, Grand, now yourself looking forward to playing alongside you tonight. Excellent, so am I. Team. Oh, I hear a door. Yeah, see, there you go. See, that? there he is. Oh, oh, go down the wrong okay, studio. Go Hold on now. Here it is, here it is. Yes, go. How can four be half of five? Oh, I'll be with you. You really needed to look up that exact wording. That was so complicated <laughs> that you could I get did. that wrong. How can four be I'm half Linda, five? I'm Linda, by the way, please. Oh, hi, Linda. Over here. Over here. <laughs> I'm James. Hi. We're in the middle I'm not of going to stay here for David, long. David, David Klein, who is only two, two, three minutes late, has arrived. Ooh. Is this a Apologies. Thor Norse god riddle? No. Is this, no? Okay. <laughs> How can four be half of five? This is a warm-up question. It's not. It's not really. Are we even recording at this stage? We are recording. <laughs> No one's no one's biting Andrew. No, uh, why not? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Are you is it, too thick out there, Tom? It's five. Uh, is it is it, is it something to do with um, with how it's portrayed on a digital uh, clock? Say so. It's like the the strokes that it requires to make the uh, to to make the numbers or something no, like that. But no, no, but no, but it could be part of the. Thought process as well in a different way. Oh, for crowd, no. No, nothing to do with it. Well, I've that. just read the answer, and it still doesn't make sense. What is wrong with you? David, don't feel me looking now, David. Is this part of the quiz? <laughs> Fortunately, not. <laughs> That's good. No. That's what I let it go. I think. This well, that just does, does not yeah, a we need the question. Answer, <laughs> right. Just. Lads. This is for the end of Andrew featuring on tonight. Dun, dun, dun. Podcast okay. extras featuring. Spell out five lads and what does it look like in the middle? IV. What does it look like? Oh, yes. Uh, very good. Roman numerals. Four. Yeah. Roman numerals. Oh, I see, I see. They're loving that, Andrew. It's, Love not, that. it's not exactly half, is it? No. <laughs> no. It's a riddle, you see. <laughs> 
it. Okay, everybody, uh, David Klein is now here. Come on, you ladies, all in case you have to go because I've been quiet at you. Linda's walking out in frustration. She's like, <laughs> oh, she's slamming her headphones on the table. The blue team are doing very well this season. Yeah, That's all well, I will yeah. say. It's, it's a tough yeah. one, though. I know, a lot of it is luck. Okay, um, a lot of it is luck. You're uh, right. There is, yeah. a, lot of there is, is a lot of luck in there. I mean, human league, of, for example. Yeah. 100 people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the one team. Okay. okay. See you later. Okay, bye, Come Linda. Come on, you ladies. Come on, you ladies. Yeah, Linda, all the and with that, she was gone. Okay, w- thanks everybody for that epic, brilliant, brilliant game. Well done. Thanks, Wendy. Really enjoyed that. Now. Well yeah. Well, yeah. Congratulations, Dan. Really, really pulled off the greatest comeback of all time. It was hard to get anything past you at all there, Alex. And that, oh, the oh, that was, was, was a fantastic. Showing everyone oh, really was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> what the mocha pot looks like, everyone. Walk apart. Yeah, I think we've all improved a lot of our Italian knowledge. I, I've had one of those at yeah, home. Strombolis and uh, I didn't know it was called a mocha pot. Watching it slow.